All right, let's talk sanctuary schools. Now, school is out, of course, but I'm sure there'll be many uh, family inquiring uh, from many districts in regards to sanctuary schools in BC. Uh, BC. Usually in the summertime, that's when people start inquiring about uh, sanctuary schools. What, what does it mean? Well, assume if a, if a family is living in, in your community and they're going through sort of an immigration system or a bureaucratic immigration system that can take many months, sometimes many years to approve uh, people's residency. Well, what's happening here is if they are stuck in a bureaucratic uh, mode with the government in some capacity, sometimes these uh, people's children do not go to school. They'll be sitting at home for many, many months. And what sanctuary schools do with a designation, it signals a district's commitment to protecting undocumented students, and especially if they don't have any residency documentation. That basically means even if your parents are going through immigration hassles, uh, the children can still attend school. Well, New Westminster School District was the first in BC to adopt a sanctuary schools policy in 2017. Slowly, other school districts in BC are now looking at that policy. Joining me now to discuss the Sanctuary School Policy is Maya Russell, Chair of the New Westminster School Board. Maya, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Talk to me a little bit about uh, Sanctuary Schools. Why did uh, New Westminster uh, adopt this policy back in 2017? Yeah, well, thank you so much for your interest in the policy. Um, It's one we're really proud of. Uh, I wasn't on the board at the time. I was actually a parent um, supporting a refugee family at that time. Um, so I was I was lucky to be at the table for the discussions, um, and it was I think just an acknowledgement that um, the right to education is is an international human right. It's actually in the Declaration of Rights of the Child, and some um, some folks in the community came forward to say that it was a, that uh, that access to schools was a problem. So it was something that the board at that time uh, wanted to address. When you say access to schools were problems, why was it a problem at that time? Well, there's a lot of fear for, there are, uh, there are more people than we realize who are living and working in our communities but have a precarious or no immigration status. And that happens for a number of reasons. You know, often people have, have, have come here uh, in good faith on a work visa um, and things have fallen through with an employee or, or other reasons. Our, our immigration um, policies in Canada, as I have come to learn, are, are a lot tougher than I think we realize. Um, and so there are people who fall through the cracks and there's kids uh, waiting at home, you know, spending their, their day at home when, when the other children in their neighborhoods are going to school. Uh, and so you were hearing a lot of these stories, I'm assuming, where mom, mom and dad are in the midst of this uh, immigra- immigration black hole. So the kids were literally were just staying at home waiting for this never-ending process to end? That's right. And I would say it's not a lot of families. It's actually a very small number of families. But, you know, for those for those families, it means the world. Um, and people have often gone through a lot to get here or to be at the position that they're in. Um, and having a child able to start school is so important to that family, kind of regaining some normalcy in, in their life. Um, it, it's, as we know, you know, we're at the end of the school year for my family, and I can tell you we miss that structure and routine, although, you know, we love, uh, we love being able to hang out and, and read and go to the park. But, um, but it's really, really critical for families. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what's the age group so far of, of the group that you generally that you're attracting? Are these kids in the elementary stage or are these kids uh, at a high school age? It's all ages, actually. Um, and as I say, it's, it, again, it's a very small number. So in this school year, 
we were able to register about 25 uh, 25 students from 20 families. Um, and they really ranged from kindergarten right up to 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 grade 12. Uh, we had a student graduate last year who had who had registered through the sanctuary And why are in regards to the parents though? So this is immigration challenge that they're dealing with. Is it's it's something in in the case of a work permit or like is it are they refugees specifically or is it a case of just uh, someone who's emigrated here on a work work visa, work permit of some sort, and is just waiting for the process to sort of work its way through. Yeah, there's a number of reasons why people can sort of fall through the cracks of our of our immigration policy. They may have come in as temporary um, temporary workers on a on a work visa, which can be tied to an employer, and then you know that employment relationship uh, doesn't work out. You know, there are unfortunately some unscrupulous employers who take advantage of people. Um, and then they become, you know, precarious when they're not when they when they lose that status from that employer. Um, but regardless of the reasons, um, what what we felt was important was, um, you know, we're not we're not here uh, to judge that. There's another level of government, obviously, that has to do that work and, and is involved with borders and and and, and security. Um, but when we know that, you know, there's a child sitting in a basement. Uh, during the school day, who's missing out on learning, who in almost all cases is going to remain in this community. You know, these are our neighbors. These kids are growing up with our kids and they're they're going to, you know, grow up and live and work in our community. And it just made no sense that they be excluded from school. Uh, do other districts have a similar program? There's been quite a bit of work done and I should say this work has been led for years by community-based advocates, people who've been working with these families. Um, Sanctuary Health is one, Watari in Surrey is another, who have put in a huge amount of time advocating for families at, at all sorts of districts, and there's sort of um, varying success. We are, you know, we were pleased to see that the BC School Trustees Association has done some work with the Ministry of Education around some guidelines, because um, this is actually something that should be happening in every district. It is, you know, a fundamental human right. Uh, it is actually protected in the School Act. The only requirement to participate in school is that somebody is what's called ordinarily resident, which means really you've been here for six months or, or more, and, and this is where you live. There isn't somewhere else that you can that you can go back to. Mm-hmm. Um, that really covers all of these kids. And so, yeah, we are really hopeful. We we see a lot of improvement. Um, we do hear from from folks in the community that there are still areas where where they are struggling to get kids into school, and um, and it can in some cases take just a huge amount of advocacy um, to you know to help a to help staff you know see and understand that that this has changed and this is you know fully funded mm-hmm. um, and these students should be enrolled. Um, but but it is uh, yeah we are making some headway. We are speaking to Maya Russell, chair of the New Westminster School District. We're talking about. The district uh, being uh, a sanctuary uh, district uh, or schools uh, that have been uh, focused on a policy since May of 2017 that has allowed children whose families may be stuck in immigration limbo to at least come to school uh, and to be learning uh, while they wait uh, for immigration to do their thing. Uh, Maya, I'm curious uh, anecdotally because you were involved right from the beginning. What kind of impact when these kids do come to school and are consistently going to school? What kind of, uh, how do you see them acting, interacting? Uh, give me a sense of what you see with these students when they are in school. 
Yeah, it's you in almost all cases, you would never know that this was a student uh, with precarious uh, status. And that's really how we would want it to be. Um, I can tell you from the for the one family that I'm close to, that um, having that child be able to go out the door uh, in the morning with their backpack like all the other kids in the neighborhood um, mm-hmm. was so important to their sense of self-esteem. And and conversely, you know, the experience of being excluded, unfortunately, like quite tragically being sent away and said, you know, your documents aren't valid here. This was a number of years ago. Um, was so crushing, so crushing and and left a really lasting feeling of, you know, not belonging, not being wanted, that's really taken years to counteract. Um, so, yeah, the I guess the other thing is there is fear. Um, families do remain fearful when they are in this really unfortunate um, situation where where they are, they they do have reason to be to be scared of of deportation. Um, so we we part of the work that we do is is education so that staff in schools understand um, it's we're it's not our position. Uh, we're, we're not immigration border guards. Um, we we don't share information. We don't offer information about people's private business. You know, we're not also we're also not asking you know families about have you filed your tax return? You know, um, are you are you up to date on all, you know all your other regulatory requirements? You know, not to make light of it, but um, but we just want schools to be you know safe and secure places for kids to come and learn. So mm-hmm. we we do quite a bit of work around um, providing safety. Do most of these kids end up staying? Yeah, we've had, um, uh, I'm not sure of all of the cases, but in a number, we had, I think, about 10 students who've registered over the last couple of years who who happily were able to then regularize their status and, and work with us to get their documentation up up to up to the standard and so there we we sort of consider them they're no longer enrolled under this policy and that those are really happy stories because that just eliminates a lot of fear and worry in the family that's something they don't have to deal with and they can go on to all the other pressures that working families uh, are facing Mm -hmm. but yeah mostly they have we've had a few families though who have had to for other for work reasons or other reasons move on um, to study it in a a different district um, you said the numbers have increased. I know it's about 25 students right now, which is still a small number in the grand scheme of things. Why do you think the numbers are increasing? Well, I, you know, I'm not an expert in the field, but I know, uh, Jazz, when I look around our community, I see an awful lot of people, you know, working and delivering the services that we all rely on, um, the businesses. Um, we, we're in desperate need of workers, of course, and so... You know, we know that that immigration is where we get a lot of workers, and and newcomers have been critical to to our story in Canada, and certainly here in New Westminster. Um, so I, I'm not sure why maybe more are precarious. What I hope is that families are feeling more safe to come forward. So where it was sort of the first year we had six students, and then 13, and then this year I think 25. So we just hope uh, that we're reaching that we're reaching all, and that you know more, and that hopefully now every every kid who should be, of you know who is of school age, is coming in the school door every morning. Um, do you think there is a need to be working with immigration, and I don't mean collecting private information, but making sure they're aware that you have a sanctuary school program or policy, and perhaps other districts as well that, that more of that needs to happen. If you are seeing these numbers already increasing bit by bit. 
Yeah, I certainly do want uh, families to know that your immigration status shouldn't be a barrier to a child accessing their their human right to an education. You know, their children are not responsible for the choices or situations that their families, that their parents land themselves in. And that was a that was a decision made at the UN after the Second World War, and I think it really stands the test of time. So we certainly want families to know, you know, that that should not be a barrier. Kids shouldn't be punished for, for what uh, what's going on with their parents. And we do try to get the word out through community organizations who are working with newcomers. Final question to you. Um, how close has this work been with groups like Mosaic and some of the other counseling services that um, that you've been working with? I mean, did they come in right from the beginning or did you have to slowly build that relationship with them? It was really um, community organizations working with newcomers who really brought this to us. So as I said, Sanctuary Health, Watari are some of the organizations. Uh, Mosaic has also been critical. So that's a, that's a nonprofit that delivers to newcomers in our schools through the Settlement Workers in Schools program through the federal government. And, um, and yeah, connecting, connecting students with that service is so critical. That's something we do from day one when, we, when they come to central registration. And um, we actually have Mosaic right in our central registration welcome center. So we can, they can help us sometimes with translation services and we can connect them right away with, with those supports. Um, and they can support the family uh, outside of school as well. Well, it's a fabulous program, and I'm great. I'm just glad that it's working out for these kids and these families as well, and it's vitally needed. Really appreciate your time today, Maya. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for bringing it to light.